Hello and welcome to a mid-season special of NFL Only Better. We're going to look ahead to the draft, which takes place on Thursday of this week. We're going to talk about free agency moves. We're going to talk about all those big trades. We're going to talk about what it all means for the upcoming season. It's not quite a season preview, but it's a, it's a mid-season look. And I'm joined by the Brains Trust, as usual, of Mike Carson and John Balfe. Say hello, John Balfe. Hello, John Balfe. It's great to be, to be back here in the month of April. This is yes. wonderful. Beautiful spring day, Mike. Yeah, yeah you've seen yeah. enough of them. It's in beautiful your time. spring day, perfect football weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The sport, the sport that never sleeps. <laughs> Only five months to go, gentlemen. <laughs> now, I did, I did mention on Twitter that we would be doing a, a draft uh, special, and uh, I mentioned obviously in work where a lot of people listen to pods as well. And, and Mike, unfortunately, I have been asked for you not to mention the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner. It's completely banned for the next thirty-five minutes. If you want to have a rant on it? Follow him on Twitter. I'm sure no. you'll have your rant. No, no, it's just I can deconstruct it quite easily, but I won't. And the yes, technicality, the technicality is though that nobody has informed me that I can't talk about it. So, <laughs> so here we go for the next thirty minutes. Deconstructs draft day. Yeah, the Cleveland Costner Browns classic. are trading all their draft picks for the next three years. Yeah, they got to get Vontae Mack in there. Great player. So look, uh, obviously it's been uh, called one of the crazier off seasons. Uh, before we get into the draft. Um, we'll look at this in huge detail, of course, in our season preview, which will be coming up in a couple of months' time, uh, because there is still stuff happening. But to put in context about some of the stuff that's uh, been happening, obviously, uh, AFC teams have been going pretty heavy on, on, on breaking the bank. You would see uh, Kyler Murray seems to be demanding a new team uh, or a new deal. Excuse me. Calvin Ridley was suspended for gambling, which, uh, you know, we're not talking about too much. Colts replaced Carson Wentz with Matt Ryan. The Browns replaced <laughs> Baker Mayfield with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Aaron Rodgers stays, but Devontae Adams leaves about an hour later. The Chiefs <laughs> trade Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Bruce Arians decides to retire. The Seahawks trade Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And Tom Brady's retirement lasted, well, not very long. 40 days, take in, it, guys? 40 days in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but Mike, which has surprised you the most so far? What, what, what's got you go? What, what's, what shocked you? Um, I think the biggest surprise to me was, was the Browns going all in on Deshaun Watson. Um, Brady's retirement, I never really accepted. I think he never actually said the word retirement, which was a clue. Um, but to put to give him an NBA style contract where all the money is guaranteed and to structure the contract so that in his first year, his actual salary is only one million dollars, which means when the NFL, as they inevitably will um, suspend him without pay for a, a X number of games because of the legal problems um, he faced in Houston he won't lose very much money. So they, that to me was was all in. And along with some of the other uh, deals that you mentioned, it raises the ceiling on money. You know, this mm. is this and those big wide receiver deals are what is fueling Kyler Murray and all the other really good receivers who were in that 2019 draft class to start talking about getting new contracts and new money right now. Okay, John, I'm going to go to you for, for, for more on that uh, because obviously you are a Browns correspondent and uh, um, yeah, we did. I did get some messages about how will John feel about about uh, Sean being his QB. I guess, uh, and bring us up to date with where it is with Baker Mayfield because obviously his contract is quite large. And as Mike mentioned, that there's a possibility that you know if he stays, he will play a number of games because Deshaun Watson is getting a ban. You would assume at this He's, stage, yeah. We, you'd imagine Deshaun Watson will be getting a ban. I've you know this. 
Oh, I mean, you'd imagine, he almost definitely will. That's pretty much a safe bet. But there is still some conjecture as to when the ban might happen. Like to Mike's point about the, the first year contract being a million dollars, that's, he could get, it, there's a lot of talk I've seen he might end up getting banned in his second season with the Browns. Just it'll be dependent upon how the, the, the civil proceedings go, I, I believe. But uh, just on that as well, the million dollar contract in a, in, a, in his first season it, it is you know it'll actually it will help him out if he does get suspended financially etc cetera, etc cetera. but the brands for all their big extensions they they've backload the contract like that so miles garrett's for on his big deal he i think he got a million for his first year and then all the money comes after that so it isn't actually that unusual uh, in the way that the brands do business to to give a very very low first year it just kind of helps with salary cap permutations and things as for mayfield it's um well like he's never He's never taking a snap for the Cleveland Browns ever again because really that's a big call. You're saying that right now. Oh, I, Even... I, I guarantee it. I, okay. That's a hundred percent guarantee. They've brought in Jacoby Brissett to, to be back up to Deshaun Watson. They brought in another guy, Josh Dobbs, to play third string, and that's that quarterback room is now. It's got a very uh, different identity to how the like Baker Mayfield gone, Case Keenum gone. Now you have kind of mobile uh, quarterbacks with Watson and, and Brissett. Well, Brissett's not so mobile, but he's a little bit, he's more like Watson he's, than he is like Mayfield. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think the most likely, like the brands aren't in a strong negotiating position to get Mayfield off the books. And they obviously want him off the books because he's there for, I think he's getting 19 million. He's due to get 19 million. So they want to offload ideally all of that but the thing is the other 31 teams in the league know that as well so i think there's a lot of teams that would would immediately put him into their into their roster but they want to see they want the brands to release him first so they can negotiate their own deal with them like just to bring it to the to the draft ever so slightly this isn't a very strong quarterback class and Mm -hmm. in my opinion mayfield I mean, I don't think this is a controversial thing to say. He's a better day one starter than any of those quarterbacks oh, yeah. in, the, in the draft. Oh, 100%, yeah. So, yep. you know, that, that's that's a strong position. So for the teams in the draft who will be, who might be looking for a quarterback like Carolina or or Pittsburgh or, or teams like this, you'd imagine that they would prefer to have someone like Mayfield there, but they want to get the strongest, best deal possible for themselves. Yeah, not to get too draft heavy early, but but John's absolutely right. And and the other the other name to consider in this is Jimmy Garoppolo, um, who you know San Francisco just can't seem to make up their mind whether they whether they're gonna um, whether they're going to keep him or, or, or get rid of him. But you know, but the odds are on getting rid of him. And like Mayfield, 18, 19 million, which is what the two of them are getting each, is not overly expensive for a decent quarterback these days, um, disregarding the long-term uh, factors of contracts. So, you know, Cleveland is likely to pick up some of his money if they have to. I don't, th- I don't think either of them will bring a huge draft pick uh, load if someone says, well, I'm not going to wait for them to re- release him. I want him now. He, he, they won't get a lot back, but they will get rid of, of them. And those two, those two guys could be moving you know, sometime either just before or just after the draft. I wonder if uh, Jimmy G goes into the San Francisco HR office for, and they're about to fire him, and then he just pops those baby blues at the lady behind the <laughs> desk, and uh, suddenly it's... Uh, oh, suddenly, Jimmy. <laughs> deal. I can't do it, Jimmy. I can't <laughs> fire him. Speaking of teams who need a, a, a QB, um, after months of speculation and downplaying, of course, in Seattle, Russell Wilson did decide that he was done with the team. But he went to the Broncos, who I think were trying their very best. I, I said last year, I thought Aaron Rodgers would be a Bronco this year. They, they were going around him, um, and we knew they would go in for someone. 
anyone else feel that was an, a, a really, really surprising move? And not only was it a surprising move, but speaking of teams with no QBs, who exactly is Seattle's number one at the moment? Drew, Drew Locke was, oh. is their number one. So, yeah, they, they, they're they one of the teams that's most often mentioned in the in the in the sort of uh, not so much Jimmy G, but, but the Baker Mayfield um, Derby as, as it were um, Denver, Denver see themselves as they have since they, since um, John Elway signed Peyton Manning, they always see themselves as, as one player away from, you know, being a Super Bowl team. And, and Russell Wilson's the player that it was a pretty good deal for Seattle, given that they wanted to make the move um, in terms of, of players and picks Um but they, it leaves them with a giant hole at quarterback, which they haven't really addressed. And, you know, again, just to jump ahead, you know, the, the guy who most might maybe resembles Russell Wilson might be Malik Willis, but Russell Wilson was a fully developed quarterback at the time he came out of Wisconsin. And, and I had him at the time as being like the second best guy in the draft, but because he was five foot 11, he, he went in the, in the third round to Seattle. Uh, there's nobody like that in the draft this year. Okay, so obviously the moves have happened uh, and they're continuing to happen. We did, we haven't even talked about Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. We'll save that for the season preview, and there will be there will be there will be more to come. Sean Watson, um, but I wanted well, to Atl- give people. Yeah, Atlanta's quarterback is Mar- Mar- Marcus Mariota, so you know that that makes it a, a three way. Yeah, they're one a of the three way bash. Yeah, I think it was just to just to kind of put a put a bookend on the the Watson stuff as well. I a bow on it there, Johnny. Yeah, that it's sort of the, the if you at least all of the speculation and there's no reason to believe this wasn't true was that the four teams going for Watson were Cleveland, Carolina, uh, New Orleans, and Atlanta, and it's all the teams who didn't get Watson. They, I don't think they're immune to the negative PR that certainly is associated with the Browns now, but they just didn't come out of it with a quarterback. And look what, look what Atlanta did. You have to imagine this annoyed Matt Ryan to the extent that he requested the trade. You uh, have to, like Carolina are still stuck there with Sam Darnold until they get some sort of replacement in there as well. And New Orleans are, you know, on the doorstep of potentially their worst season in recent memory. Uh, so it's... A lot of teams kind of sold their soul into certain into a certain extent to try and get to Sean Watson, and it's like the Browns are the only ones who actually achieved a deal. Where the other ones, the other teams, I think, are still really, really struggling. Well, as a you, John Balfour, very interesting to see a couple of weeks into the season if uh, Deshaun's got you four and zero, oh and you're on this pod <laughs> despite all indications that he is. And uh, close your ears, kids, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems. I mean, I'm not going to deny that it's. Uh, it's he, it's he's a little like he's a little harder to root for than than Mayfield. May, like you know, say what you will about Mayfield, but the whole kind of chip on the shoulder and the underdog and the you know the walk on at Oklahoma that's a lot. It's a lot easier to get behind than than Deshaun Watson. You know what sure. makes good sense to me if I were Arizona and knowing that Cliff Coach Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, was coaching in that in that uh, conference and you know knows Mayfield well and, and yeah, all yeah. that all that kind of stuff. I'd let Murray go. Get get a lot, get what you can for him, and then sign Baker Mayfield, who who would probably fit in his offense, you know, yeah. as at least a stopgap situation. Because next year's quarterback class in the draft is going to be a whole lot better than this year's. Interesting. Well, look, uh, I, I doubt either of you have looked at the Super Bowl winner mark because you may have looked at it last night. Have, <laughs> did either of you look at it in the last couple of weeks? No, uh, no. Th- no, would, no. Would anyone like to guess who is the current favorites for the Super Bowl? Third favorite. No, the favorites. Why would I ask third? <laughs> the favorite, um, I would guess Buffalo. John? Um, Mike Rice, but go ahead. You get okay. your pick. 
Okay, Buffalo then as well. I want Cleveland to be right Browns. <laughs> yes, Buffalo Bills are the 13th two favourites to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 7-1. to one. Kansas City Chiefs are 9-1. to one. The LA Rams are 10-1. to one. The Packers are 10s and it's 14s bar. Uh, some teams, uh, bigger teams uh, that uh, you might want to know the price of at the moment. Cowboys are 14s. Cleveland Browns are 18s. The Patriots are 33s. And yeah, I'm out there. Tennessee Titans for 25. Where does that put um, Cleveland? Is that like seventh, eighth favorites or something along those lines? Uh, oh, geez, John. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. They're tenth favorites. I'm always amazed. I'm always bet. amazed that these guys can count. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, favorites for the AFC: the Buffalo Bills are ten to three, Kansas City nine to two, and it is eight bar in the NFC Conference winner, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Will be three to one favorites when there's like starts. there's like two teams that can win the NFC. It's a very it seems uh, uh, and they are uh, Green Bay and Tampa. So the, the I, I current the, Super Bowl champions can... are not in the running to win the yeah, AFC. Yeah, I, I, I don't oh, think lost, you can write off. <laughs> I don't think you can write off the Rams. Yeah, no, that, that's fair. That's a, that's a fair point. Um, so there's three teams that are that are out there. <laughs> Thank you for. But if, if you if you honestly if you do compare it, like you touched on it kind of in your intro here, and there has been sort of an arms race in the um, yes the, the AFC this year as well, and, and not even just you know deals within that conference. You've got a lot of guys leaving the NFC to head over to the AFC now. So it there's. There legitimately is uh, ten teams who could have a good season and could, yeah. could win the AFC, and that, and four of them are in the AFC West. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the other thing. That like you've got a division now with Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Herbert, and Russell Wilson. That's just that, that's some yeah. good football right there. You know, whereas Tampa, are, you know, they've got to be odds on to get out of the um, to get out of the NFC South. You know, they should win that division in a yeah, in a cakewalk. Yeah. Mm. Um, one of those deals, obviously, John, was the Browns' ex-Cowboys receiver, Mary Cooper, getting a big contract via trade. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that worked out pretty well for Cleveland because that came in before uh, the quarterback market seemed to sort of change drastically with deals like the Jacksonville paying ridiculous money to get Christian Kirk in. The Mary Cooper, he's on $20 million, but for... Uh, you know, for a wide receiver one of his quality, uh, I think that's a, that's a pretty good deal to get. If in he's indeed a wide receiver one, <laughs> I, I believe he is, I which he, he seems is. to resist being. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there was more competition in Dallas for those targets than there will be yeah. in Cleveland, and, and the sure. and the price salary aside, but the dra- the draft pick price for Cleveland was a bargain when you consider what yeah. Miami, you know, were paying and other teams paid for big receivers. Last question uh, before we hit the draft. Uh, Kyler Murray, do we expect him to stay or go? Mike, you slightly touched on it, but what do we expect? I'd expect him to stay. Um, but I, like I said, if I were Arizona, I would seriously consider letting him go um, if I can get a good deal for him. Okay. Um, and uh, an unhappy quarterback is generally not they, – they, this, the story is an unhappy quarterback is generally not a good quarterback, but you know, Green Bay has won 13 games for three straight years with Aaron Rodgers, who's chronically unhappy. So. <laughs> Um, well, look, we, we, we'll be back um, to do a, a, a lot more to looking into the teams in our season preview, which will take place sometime in late August, September. Keep an eye on the Betfair socials for that. Um, I know lots of you listening to that. Um, uh, shout out to Calvin Ridley, who I just naturally assume listens to a betting NFL podcast. Um, but um, <laughs> I think Calvin was a bit hard done by if yeah if you want. I actually don't think he does listen to the show because not one of us have ever put the Falcons as a best bet. 
it's true. <laughs> and then, and by all accounts, Falcons were in his little accumulator that he did uh, several times. So um, let's, let's talk. Let's talk draft. Can you? Yeah, do you think the commissioner accepts stupidity as mitigation? <laughs> but they were bad bets. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the NFL. What's the bar for stupidity here? <laughs> um, Mike, just before we started, you mentioned that I said that the draft maybe lacked a little bit of sexiness this year. I mean, yeah. they can't all it'd be Jimmy G. But um, you said that, that 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 makes it a bit more of an opportunity for people this year. Can you explain that in uh, to the listeners? Yeah, I mean it, it's going to it's going to be difficult, but you don't have a clear cut number one pick. Um, you don't have a clear cut number one quarterback. You don't have a quarterback who you know has to go in the top in the top picks. I don't think anybody at this point really understands where these quarterbacks will go. But my assumption is always that someone caves on draft day, you know, and decides to get. A certain quarterback. Malik Willis would probably be the most likely because he's got the most upside of, of anybody in the class, but none of these guys are ready to step in and play. Um, and as we saw last year, even guys who are much more highly regarded aren't ready to step in and play. Um, so what you've got at the top are three edge rushers who are fairly comparable in terms of overall value. Uh, depending on which team you're going to go to, and probably three offensive linemen, more possibly two, um, who who could be top picks overall. Maybe maybe a cornerback um, and maybe a receiver if you're really desperate. But the, the receivers class is so deep that you can probably get a really good guy if you wait, you know, down till later later in the draft. So trying to pick that first pick. And especially given that it's Trent Balky and Jacksonville, (laughs) you know, it's almost like your guess is as good as mine. You know what? And my problem whenever I bet the draft is I'm always forgetting my own thoughts. You know, if I were them, this is what I do. That's a bad way to pick it. You really have to consider what that team, what the team does, you know, what, what their history is and how, how smart or how silly they are. Okay, well, yeah, you make a fine point there. So basically, the number one overall pick in the draft is usually something that is, you know, not really something you can bet on at this stage of the season. In that, if you wanted to get the value, you would have had to have been scouting college games and and, and like really moving on it. But here we are, a couple of days from the draft, and while Aiden Hutchinson is odds on, he's odds on at four to seven, which is an interesting price to be the number one draft pick because it doesn't scream absolutely they're going to pick him. Um, Trayvon Walker is 11 to 10. Um, and then it's there are a couple of players on the 20s, yes, and and Malik Willis of 45s, and then it's triple figures the rest. However, it that does mean that really the market is spread mainly between two players, and they are Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker, four to seven and 11 to 10. The smart money, and obviously. Predicting, predicting anything and saying odds on shots, but obviously the smarter money you would assume, John, is on Aiden Hutchinson and Jacksonville taking him to protect Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well, he'd be he'd be attacking the other quarterback, is what he'd be doing. But um, yeah, it's oh, get what you mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, I, for the the narrative coming coming into this one is that yeah, Hutchinson seems to have been the guy who's mostly been you know predicted to be the number one number one guy who'll be picked but lately this talk i've been seeing has been leaning towards trayvon walker a little bit so it, it's it'll mm. definitely be one of those two i'd imagine but yeah it's this like to echo what mike was saying this is really interesting because it's the first time i it's certainly the first time in 
well, since 2018, which when when uh, Mayfield was taken first, there was, there was conjecture. Nobody really knew would it be him or Darnold or even Josh Rosen back in that draft. But this <laughs> is the first one where, uh, yeah, like it, it's completely up in the air. And also, it's the first time in years that it's not going to be. It's the first time since 2017 it won't be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And like, who knows? I, I I do sort of think that Carolina, who have I think they, I believe they've got the sixth pick. I sixth think, pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll be the first team to maybe select a quarterback. They'll either take a quarterback at six or they'll um, trade back and try and get a few more picks because you can get one of these quarterbacks a lot deeper. And I, I don't think they have another pick until the fourth round. So Carolina aren't, aren't in a great spot because. They- yeah. And you know, that, that trading back is going to be a difficulty, I think in this draft. Yeah. Because the, a lot of, a lot of the value is towards yeah. is, is like, you know, 20 plus onwards in the, in exactly. The yeah, um, so. And so, you know, where, where you're going to get teams possibly moving up will probably be around the middle of the first round where, where you have, um, Philadelphia and New Orleans in particular, who each have two picks in the middle of, of that round after New Orleans traded with them to pick up mm-hmm. one of their uh, first round picks. So those guys could conceivably move up if the person they want is still there. Someone like the Steelers might move up for a future, a future quarterbacking I spot. Can see, I can see Seattle. when it's going to Pittsburgh. Seattle could yeah. try and get a quarterback. Seattle, yeah, Seattle could. And, but yeah. you know, remembering it's developmental, and you do have quite a number of people in, in the high part of this draft who are going to be first-day contributors who are not quarterbacks. Uh, if I'm Again, if I were Jacksonville and I were going to take a defensive player, I would probably lean to Walker. He doesn't have the juice that Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau have. I mean, they're both more skilled pass rushers, but he's got the flexibility to go inside and outside because he's a bigger guy. He's got a um, bit of a TJ Watt about him, I thought. Yeah, he could he could wind up in the right system being being actually the best of those three three guys. Thibodeau puts people off because he's he's too thoughtful. You know, and and they they question the NFL doesn't like nonconformists. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, to the contrary. <laughs> um, but I, if I was Jacksonville, I would want to go with an offensive lineman. Um, you know, as you were suggesting, I, I think you had it right, even though even though the player was wrong. Um, and You're welcome. There, yeah, there <laughs> there are you know, if, if I were them, I would I would go straight Evan to Evan Neal or something. Yeah, yeah. Because um, no, I think Evan Neal, who, who I don't really know much about, but yeah, there's a couple of a couple of offensive tackles who are probably going to go in the first in the, in the top ten at least anyway. Certainly, yeah, well, yeah. Jordan, there's Jordan Davis who's who ran a four seven eight. 40 and is 341 pounds yeah, Celsius, a, you know, a bit of a freak. Um, I think as well, one of the best players, one of the best players that's going to go in the, in the opening picks is sauce Gardner. I think the core, the cornerback from I'm blanking on his school, but he's a, um, he's from Cincinnati. The, that's the um, one. Yeah. He's, yeah. he seems to be a fantastic cornerback. Yeah. The, 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 again, it's a system kind of thing. He and Derek Stingley from LSU. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, think there's a drop off after those two. Yeah. St- Stingley's got, sort of more potential, but he's been hurt a lot and, and he hasn't shown it at LSU since 2019. So he's a little bit of a gamble, um, but, but possibly even, even more talented. Um, If, and it changed, if Hutchinson doesn't get drafted first, if Jacksonville go with Walker or with an offensive lineman, the over under on his pick is, is five to four at 1.5. So in other words, you can get five to four on Hutchinson not being not the first, first pick, pick. and I like good. that. I like that bet. I'm willing. I would be willing to take that risk. Yeah, that Jacksonville. Right. That Jacksonville look in another direction. That to me would be the best. My best bet of the draft. That's wow. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 
I, I guess just to tie bow on it then, as John would say, um, if I was to ask you about the number one overall pick, John, would you be going Aiden Hutchinson at four to seven, or Trayvon Walker eleven to ten, or following Mike in on? Uh, uh, I think the most just I know this could this could change, but there's a you know there could still be some trades and stuff that happen between now and the draft. But as of right now, as of this morning, I think I just have a feeling it'll be Trayvon Walker. Okay, and Trayvon Walker. and if Hutchinson is there, he goes to Detroit with number two. I have no hesitation in saying that if, if he's around it too. Um, I, I also like um, the, the, my, one of my favorites is, is trying to guess the position of the first player that a team will draft. Okay. Which is a, it's a danger. I mean, not dangerous. It's, it's a fun bet in the sense that you, you know, you, you have to be kind of trying to figure out how the draft's going to fall and who might still be there at the, but the, the Ravens are 15 to eight to take a defensive lineman. And I think, I think that's where Jordan Davis ends up. Yeah, that could be a good, a very good yeah. shout. You know, there's a couple of guys there. And as long as, as long as like the edge guys count as defensive linemen, I think that's, a, that's almost a sure thing for the, for the Ravens. So, you know, they, they could, they could surprise, but, but I'm not, I'm not sure uh, about that. The Browns first pick is cornerback is four to one and safety is 15 to two. So the, uh, you know. just from looking at, you know, I, clearly I've followed well, the team, but well, what the are needs, they going to go for the John for the brands are, uh, either wide receiver or, um, some sort of interior defensive lineman. Ooh, There's a guy go. called, um, Perry on Winfrey who should be going somewhere in the, based on name the, alone, he should be tough yeah, somewhere in the oh. late thirties or forties. And that could be a guy that ends up, He's the guy that a lot of the brands fans kind of want. So he would, he would, he's just a big dude. You know, he'd stop the run through the middle, which is kind of a weakness for the brands. Uh, it's a, it is a good draft for names. <laughs> Sauce Gardner, like what's yeah, <laughs> Tariquius Tisdale, <laughs> Fidarian Mathis, um, Otito Ogbonia. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking through my my list of names. Elon Specter. <laughs> yeah, I I just love that. I, I I don't know what parents are doing. You know. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with Mike and John and Karen? They're great. Yeah, Yusuf, Yusuf Corker, Smoke Monday, Quintero. Smoke Monday Cole. is the name of someone in this draft. Smoke Monday, guy out of Auburn, uh, uh, safety out of Auburn. LaKendrick Van Zant, Delarian Turner Yell, Marcelino McCrary Ball. I love these guys. You know, there's a there's a quarter or sorry, a wide receiver going. Uh, he's one of the, he'll be one of the first ones to go as well. Drake London. I think, just Drake think that's, London. A ba- that's just a badass NFL name right there. Just Drake a London. Great name. It's like some, it's, he'd be like name. a character in draft day. The Costner um, classic. The, uh, let's talk about. <laughs> oh, three... Did you ever see that movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> Stop him. You're muted. Uh, three yeah, markets the... to talk about really quickly, guys. Um, uh, first wide receiver selected looks to be one of the real ones that you can get involved in. Garrett Jameson Williams. Uh, Garrett Wilson's 11 to 10. Drake London, your mate, is 2 to 1. Jameson Williams is 2 to 1. And it's 16 sparse. There's three really there at very backable prices. Wilson, London, Williams. John Baff, you're saying Williams, yeah? I'd say Williams. Where are the Jets picking? Where's their first pick? Um, the, jet, like, the Jets are at one, uh, two, three. They're 10, four, no, four, four and ten. Yeah. They might, I think the Jets will take uh, the first receiver with pick ten. That's my, there's my band. It'll be Jamison Williams. There's a very Williams. I think I agree. I think Williams is the best receiver in that group, but he's he's been hurt. You know, he's got a yeah, he's, he's coming out. That, that's the thing coming off ACL, a, an injury. Yeah, yeah okay. So. Um, first running back selected, Brees Hall is odds on four to 11. Outside of that, you got Kenny Walker, third 11 to four, and it's 12 bar. Anyone see Walker going before Hall at all? Or possibly, yeah, I, uh, possibly because he's got more juice than uh, no, you know, not not juice Gardner, but um, Hall is Hall is is like a good safe bet, big 
big, strong, upright runner. Um, but guy, teams are looking for guys with more explosiveness than that. So I think there's a chance. I don't. I don't even think either of them go in the first round. To be honest. Well, that's what I was going to actually ask. That was because I've looked at a couple of mock drafts and I don't see no running backs. Excuse me, I don't see no running backs in the first round. Do we? Do we think it could be late in the game before an RB is selected? Somewhere early in the second, usually. Um, running yeah. backs are becoming something that people don't really want to waste a lot of money, a lot of draft uh, yeah. draft capital on. It's players like when Saquon Barkley was taken high, that's going to be outlier, or when Leonard Fournette was taken high. Those, those th- that's the rarity these days. Like Nick Chubb was taken in the second round. Yeah, exactly. Most of the really good ones are later. Are later. Kamara was in the third, I think. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Hunt, you know, all the, those kind of guys. And finally, uh, for me anyway, first quarterback selected: uh, Malik Willis, eight to eleven; Kenny Pickett, six to four; and nines bar: Desmond Ryder, Matt Corral, Sean Howell, Carson Strong, Bailey Zappa, Caleb Ellaby. Um, anyone, anyone see Pickett getting ahead of Willis? I, I was going to say, no. I think Willis, Don't Willis, myself. I, I do think, uh, I think Kenny Pickett will go. Uh, at first, I think. Well, it depends. Ooh, really? It depends to no. which team. Ooh, no, I, I, think, I think I think Ritter's actually probably moved ahead of Pickett. Um, I think Ritter. I actually kind of I like Ritter from what I've seen. Like I'm not. I'm not. Ritter, an Ritter reminds me too seen, much. Like, a few highlight videos and stuff. But he yeah, seems, he reminds me too much of Sam Darnold. No, sorry, no, not uh, Pickett. Um, no, Ritter reminds me of De- Davis Mills. Right. Yeah. Um, but but he's got some accuracy. There's, there seems to be a narrative from what I've just from reading other bits and bobs, but that Pickett is the best candidate to be a day one starter from what I've read. So on the right I'm not, team, I'm not going to say could. I'm an expert on it. Yeah. I, I would, I would, he's to me, he's kind of an anti Andy Dalton type. Mm-hmm. So oh, he, on, on the right team, he could probably play, um, but you'd have to, he'd have to be controlled. Willis is kind of somewhere between Jay fields and Jalen hurts. Um, but not probably as developed as, as any of them. Um, and there's this guy, Sam Howell from North Carolina, who last year I thought would, would might be one of the first guys drafted, but he had a bad season on a not very good team. And he, he reminds me now a lot more of Sam Darnold. <laughs> but when you, you know, when you think Darnold went, what, what, what was he third or fourth or Number uh, two? Yeah. Or no, yeah, whatever it was. Three, um, yeah. yeah. It's like, these guys aren't, aren't in that cat. Malik Willis to go under 10. In the first ten picks, uh, six to five. So, do you think someone someone is either Seattle's picking at nine, which is which is why that bet is yeah. interesting, or and Carolina as well? It yeah, well, I, th- I think Seattle have their eye on Malik Willis. So, yeah, that, that's not a, a yeah. And, and this Carolina narrative that Matt Rule needs to draft a quarterback to save his job. Don't people watch the NFL? <laughs> well, I do think a, there, a rookie quarterback's not going to save Matt Rule's job. The only guy whose job he might save is the general managers a year down the line after they fire Matt Rule and the yeah. GM brings in a new coach. <laughs> uh, do we see? Do we see Detroit? Uh, Detroit Lions back uh, taking a QB then? Not in the first round. No. No. I don't Definitely not. So. Okay. Um, we'll see. I think they might. I just had to say, what, with the like, last pick of the first, actually, you know, pick 25, something like that, pick 25, 26, don't they? Have no, one? 32 makes good sense. You, you remember, oh, remember yes. what, you remember what the Ravens did with um, Lamar Jackson when he was still there. Yeah. And the reason for that, and this is another thing people need to consider is you can say, okay, this guy's not worth a, a first round pick. He's a second round pick. But if you're drafting in the middle or the end of the round, you're not going to get a chance to get him in the second round. 
because someone yeah. else is, is going to. So if you're toward the end of the first round, or if you can trade into the end of the first round, that's the time to take that second round guy who you, otherwise you're probably not going to get. So, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense from Detroit's point of view. Okay. Uh, tons of markets on sites, everyone on sites, on site. Uh, for those of you who want to get involved with the draft starts Thursday evening, of course. Draft positions of a whole host of players. I'm not going to list them off now. They're all there. Uh, you can get first cornerback selected, first linebacker, first defensive lineman. And as we mentioned, quarterback, running backs, wide receivers. They're all there. And uh, John, is that you? Like, come on. Like, we're recording. If you could. Like, it's a motorbike that went like here. And I can't. I just sounds like, down. Like, you know I, thought, I, I, thought, I thought it was the great. The podcast. <laughs> I thought it was the great Irish breakfast. What, what have we told you? Some free advertising. <laughs> like, what have we told you? about recording in the bathroom like it's just it's not acceptable <laughs> for a professional podcast oh one more bet one more bet we uh, that's what get... i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask ah. hold on there mike uh, okay as mike said position of the certain teams the Bengals, the browns dallas everyone's their first drafted player those are all on site as well have a look listen to the pod read up and and, and there is value to be had on the draft there's always value to be had in the draft and mike is about to give us one last <laughs> piece of value from the draft. yeah um Stingley, we talked about Derek Stingley, great, great corner, potentially great cornerback in injury problems. Um, you can get him even money to go over 9.5, which means he gets picked in the 10th pick or or below. And I think that's another really good bet. That's a safe bet, I'd say. Yeah. Excellent. Brilliant. My one Brilliant would stuff. be if John, I would, last call. I would, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier, but the, the very specific one that I think will happen is that the Jets with pick 10 take Jemison Williams, the wide receiver, and he'll be the first wide receiver taken. All right. Very specific one. You can actually, you know, you can, um, you, there is um, a couple of uh, combined bet things up, uh, and you can say who will the Giants select with picks five and seven, and who will the New York Jets select with picks four and ten. That's Jemison, uh, Amma Gardner with four, and Williams with ten is nine to one. And now, that, now I like that. That's, 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 that's a good bet. I might actually do that myself. That's very good. Happy, I'd be happy <laughs> with that. Of little I'm going to congratulate myself on picking that because what, I, what's think the, I think that's definitely going to happen. What's the over-under on the number of Giants fans committing suicide after the draft? <laughs> yeah. They're just going to draft somehow draft Daniel Jones again. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, that, well, let's call it there on, on, on our, our draft special and our little look ahead uh, to that. And of course, uh, trying to get through some of the headlines so far this offseason. We didn't get through everything again. You know, we didn't mention Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. Just, just the same. We didn't, we didn't get a chance to do. We're just getting a chance, people. We don't have time. Uh, but we will do in our season preview show, which will come up in a couple of months ahead of a new year of NFL Only Better. So lots to look forward to, gentlemen. So have a good summer. Enjoy the draft. Get yourself all ready to talk to me every week again, which I'm sure is the highlight of both your lives. A certain amount of, of <laughs> diplomatic silence. Yeah. I'm going Mike, to edit out a lot anyway. of that silence. I'm going to edit out a lot of that silence. I'm, I'm going to like clip that so it sounds like you immediately said yes. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining me this morning Mike Carlson and John Bob and thank you for listening a reminder please do gamble responsibly and don't forget you can listen to Wade In on Monday Cricket Only Better on a Tuesday Racing Only Better and Football Only Better are out ahead of every single weekend and there is uh, Champions League specials for uh, Football Only Better that have been recorded this morning so they'll be out probably around the time that you listen to this and there is also in the football or excuse me on the racing side of things the lads are recording a punches down special as the curtain comes down on their jump season so lots and lots for you to subscribe to the channel for and more to come as well with our new golf podcast that launched uh, very recently so 
so so so much stuff to listen to and i know you do listen and it's great so thank you for that and we'll speak to you again in our season preview which as i mentioned will be in a few months a reminder again please do gamble with box blue talk to you later bye